First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in Counselor Education and Supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the life and death of Paul Walker? First, I'll go through the background, then I'll offer my analysis. Paul Walker IV was born in Glendale, California on September 12, 1973. His father was a sewer contractor and had been a boxer, and his mother was a model. He was the eldest of five siblings. He was raised Mormon, but eventually would become a non-denominational Christian. Walker started his career very young. He was featured in a television commercial at age two. It was for Pampers. He appeared in many other commercials and TV shows when he was young and as a teenager, but his first leading role was in the 1987 sitcom Throb. He actually started working in movies a year before that, but he was mostly in low-budget films. Walker used to get into a lot of fights when he was young. It doesn't sound as though it was because people were attacking him. He appeared to be the aggressor much of the time. He graduated from high school in 1991 and attended a few different community colleges. He continued to be featured in movies, but mostly in supporting roles. He garnered some attention from his performance in the 1998 movie Pleasantville. However, his real breakthrough would come in 2001 when he was cast as Brian O'Connor in The Fast and the Furious with Vin Diesel. He would reprise this role in 2003 with Too Fast, Too Furious. He starred in the 2005 movie Into the Blue and in the 2006 movie Running Scared, but those movies were not financially successful. He was in Flags of Our Fathers and Eight Below, both released in 2006. These movies performed better. He would be featured in four more Fast and Furious movies. He was filming one when he died. This takes us to November 30, 2013, at 3.30 p.m. in Santa Clarita, California. 40-year-old Paul Walker and a 38-year-old friend named Roger Rodas were at a charity event when they decided to leave and take a quick drive around the area. Neither man was intoxicated. Roger Rodas climbed in the driver's seat of a red over black 2005 Porsche Carrera GT. Walker was in the passenger seat. The vehicle only has two seats. The vehicle is powered by a 603 horsepower V10 mated to a six-speed manual transmission. It is an exceptionally fast vehicle. Rodas was operating the vehicle on Hercules Street, 
The speed limit was 45 miles per hour, but the vehicle was traveling somewhere between 80 and 93 miles per hour. At some point, Rodas lost control and the vehicle went sideways. The car crashed into a sidewalk and the driver's side struck a tree, then a light post. The vehicle would spin 180 degrees and continue moving until it crashed into a tree and burst into flames. Rodas died of multiple traumas. Walker died from both traumatic and thermal injuries. Fire consumed both individuals. The area where they crashed is known for drifting cars, a very dangerous practice under any circumstances, but especially on public roads. Now moving to my analysis. In looking at Paul Walker's history when he was a child, teenager, and as an adult, we get a fairly good view of his personality. Here is a potential personality profile using the five-factor model. We see that Walker was high in openness to experience. He was intellectually curious, adventurous, and somewhat non-traditional. He developed a number of interests throughout his life, race car driving, martial arts, the ocean, surfing, fighting, working as an actor, and operating a charity. So looking at some of these in more detail, Walker had an interest in marine biology. He started in the National Geographic Channel series Expedition Great White, spending 11 days catching and tagging great white sharks. Jacques Cousteau was his hero. His interest in the ocean seemed to be related to how mysterious it was. He talked about how there were creatures in the ocean that were more alien than what might be encountered in outer space. Walker was a car enthusiast. He had a number of incredible sports cars, including a Nissan Skyline GTR V-Spec, a first-generation Ford GT, and a BMW M1, not to be confused with the BMW 1 Series M Coupe. Interestingly, though, many of his cars were not considered exotic. He owned a number of Ford Mustangs, for example. Now moving to the next trait, we see Walker had low conscientiousness. He was impulsive, did not exercise caution, and had a questionable work ethic, although once he committed to a film, he was fairly diligent, and he did start working at two years old. So it's hard to really think of his work ethic as too bad. He would sometimes go missing for days. People couldn't find him. He would schedule auditions and never show up. And he was terrible at managing his money. It was said that he had the same attitude towards spending money, whether he was poor or wealthy. He didn't worry about it. He just bought whatever he wanted. Before he was wealthy, he would get calls from creditors several times a day. Moving to extroversion, Walker was extremely extroverted. He was friendly, outgoing, assertive, had positive emotions, and was sensation-seeking. He was often in a good mood. He liked meeting people, talking to people. He had a lot of friends even before he was famous. He was easily bored. For example, he wanted to quit acting when he was 18 years old. He would often be interested in an activity for a while and then move on to the next one. He was referred to as an adrenaline junkie. This seems to be one of the more clear facets of extroversion that relates to Walker, the thrill-seeking. It defined his life and almost certainly contributed to his death. As far as agreeableness, things get a little bit tricky here with Walker. On the high side, he was described as humble, caring, and straightforward. He did not change when he became a famous movie actor. He always related to people the same way. On the low side, he would pick fights with people all the time and frequently did not pay his bills. I think what probably happened here is his low conscientiousness and high extroversion, specifically the facet of sensation-seeking, would get the best of him, even though by nature he was actually agreeable. 
So in certain instances, he enjoyed fighting more than he did getting along with people. Similarly, he was okay with borrowing money and not repaying it because he wanted to get enjoyment value out of the money. He didn't care if he was hurting somebody else in that moment. In looking at neuroticism, we see he was not depressed, anxious, or vulnerable. He was fearless and generally didn't have mood swings. Even though he would give in to anger at times, overall his neuroticism level appears very low. When stepping back and looking at his potential personality profile, Walker seems to combine excitement-seeking with a desire to be true to himself. For example, we see that he was offered the role as Superman in the 2006 movie Superman Returns, but after putting on the outfit, he didn't feel like it was him. There's also this report that he believed in the so-called Superman curse, the idea that bad things happen to people who take that role. It would have been far better to attempt to defy the Superman curse than to attempt to defy the laws of physics. Walker was very generous, he supported a number of charities, and he was very hands-on with his efforts. As far as his romantic life, Walker was extremely sexually active when he was young. He described himself as an animal. He had a child by accident when he was 25. He believed he was too emotionally immature to be helpful, so he took care of the child's financial needs. His daughter's name was Meadow. This would change when Meadow moved from Hawaii, where she had been living, with her mother to California to live with Walker. After this, Walker enjoyed his role as an active father. What about his death? Did his personality tie in with how he died? A lot of actors who buy fast and expensive cars are just downright frightening. They clearly have no idea how to drive fast and have no respect for the machine itself. I've seen this many times with different influencers. They buy Ferraris and Lamborghinis, and they don't even know how to drive a manual transmission. They just don't have any respect for the vehicle or what went into making the vehicle the way it is. Paul Walker was not like that. He actually did know how to race. He did have an appreciation and understanding of fast cars. Now moving to the collision, Roger Rodas was a professional race car driver. Now some people have tried to claim that these two went out in this car and Walker really didn't know what Rodas was going to do. There's only one reason to take a quick spin in a Porsche Carrera GT. They weren't going to check out the radio or admire the upholstery. Walker knew what he was getting into. He knew Rodas was going to speed. I actually think that was the expectation. That's what Walker wanted to happen. Running under this assumption that Walker wasn't kidnapped by Rodas, Walker was partially responsible for what happened. Rodas was operating the Porsche in a reckless and foolish manner. Even though the accident occurred in an industrial park, there was still a risk to pedestrians, bicyclists, and motorists. Someone else could have been killed. Just like we see with the fighting behavior and the not paying bills, Walker had opposing forces in his personality. He wanted to be responsible, and he cared about people, but he really liked thrills. He just couldn't resist being reckless on certain occasions. As far as what caused the accident, I think it's very possible that Rodas simply pushed the vehicle beyond his ability to handle it. But there's another theory out there that's actually quite plausible. The Carrera GT had 3,500 miles on it. It was still on the original set of tires. This means that the tires were about nine years old. Their grip would have been severely compromised at that age. It could have been that Rodas lost traction in a churn or was trying to drift and lost traction at a time prior to when he believed he would lose traction. 
The accident may have come down to the fact that Rodas and Walker did not have an interest in tires. Tires often get neglected. People pay attention to the rest of the car and don't worry about the tires. They're like a boring subject matter, especially for somebody like Walker who was prone to boredom anyway. It could also be they just didn't think to check. Many people have made it seem like Walker died doing something he loved. I think that he did like thrill-seeking, but I doubt he enjoyed breaking multiple bones and then being set on fire. His death wasn't poetic. It was unnecessary and probably the result of excitement-seeking behavior combined with low conscientiousness and low neuroticism. It's a recipe for daredevil behavior. Moving to the last question, what did I think of the documentary, I Am Paul Walker? So this documentary tried to make it seem as though Paul Walker was a great actor. He was a satisfactory actor. The Fast and the Furious movies are not known as the exemplar for great acting, even though I actually did like the movies. I do agree with the documentary, though, that Paul Walker was on his way to greatness. He was becoming a better actor as time went on. If he had not died in that collision, I think he would have been in a lot of movies that were notable, and he would have probably become a true Hollywood legend. It seems as though Paul Walker was well-adjusted in many ways, but in other ways he was irresponsible. He kind of bounced through life doing whatever he wanted, and things mostly seemed to work out for him. He didn't seem to have particular concern about the future. His philosophy was to pack as much fun into life as he possibly could. When someone dies, it's not unusual that other people say they packed more in life during the time they had than most people do in a much longer lifespan. This is typically just a platitude to make people feel better. But in the case of Paul Walker, it's hard to argue with the idea that he did pack a lot into his life. He had more adventures, traveled to more places, and had more relationships than the vast majority of the population. Paul Walker is very interesting in the sense that he's not what people expected. I think when people first look at him, they see a Hollywood superstar. Blonde hair, blue eyes, six foot two, 176 pounds. They think of him as arrogant, condescending, callous, fragile, and afraid to get his hands dirty. But nothing could have been further from the truth as far as Paul Walker. He was relatively modest, a tough guy, and liked to work with his hands. I think some people look at his death like he simply didn't understand what he was doing. Like a typical actor who wouldn't know a Porsche Carrera GT from a Toyota Celica GT. But I think Walker did understand what he was climbing into. Again, he was doing what he wanted to do. It's hard not to like Paul Walker despite his flaws. In a way, he was authentic. All those roles he was playing where he was a rebellious action hero, like the Fast and the Furious movies, were not too much different than how he wanted to be in real life. In a way, that's what he was aspiring to. The very characteristic that made Walker exciting and compelling also led to his death. In one sense, looking at the chances that he took, it's amazing he lived as long as he did. A sensation seeker with a lot of money is like a stick of dynamite who dances with matches. The type of fun that Walker liked came with substantial risk. Paul Walker lived his life in the moment and made every moment an adventure. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.